Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, kids back into the classroom. New York City, the nation's largest school system, eliminates remote learning as more of America returns to pre-pandemic life. New coronavirus cases and deaths fall to the lowest levels in a year, as half of adults are now fully vaccinated, plus the rare heart condition impacting some young vaccinated Americans. Wuhan lab leak? New reports suggest Chinese scientists got sick with COVID-like symptoms a month before we knew about the virus, what the White House is saying tonight. Rage murder, the manhunt in Southern California after a six-year-old was shot and killed in his car seat while being driven to kindergarten. Please help us find the people that did this to my little brother. Violence in America, a deadly weekend with 13 mass shootings in 10 states as gun violence explodes across the country. Among the victims, a college senior killed just hours before graduation. State-sponsored plane hijacking. The outrage tonight after Belarus faked a bomb threat to force a jetliner to land in order to arrest an outspoken critic of the government. Middle East crisis tonight. Why the president is sending his secretary of state to Israel and the West Bank. Red-hot housing market. Home prices are up 19% nationwide. So what's driving the frenzy? Sports moments for the record books. The theme, age is just a number. Phil defeats Father Time. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with that sweeping decision to send more than 1 million children in New York City back to school in a move that has enormous implications for families across the U.S. Tonight, the country's largest public education system says it will end the distance learning options it started during the pandemic, forcing students and teachers back into classrooms this fall. School systems nationwide are expected to follow New York's lead in the hope that getting children back to class will help get parents back to work. That announcement comes as the U.S. is bouncing back from the virus, with new infections now averaging less than $25,000 a day. That's actually the lowest in nearly a year. Well, tonight, nearly 59% of Americans 12 and older have now gotten at least one dose of a vaccine. Plus, we've got more on that CDC investigation into a small group of teens who got the vaccine and later suffered mild heart inflammation. What doctors are still encouraging children, though, still to get their shots? CBS's Mola Lange is going to lead off our coverage tonight from New York City. Good evening, Mola. Well, good evening, Nora. Students will be back in the classroom at public schools like this one beginning in September. New York is one of the first major cities in the country to end remote learning. But right now, more than 60% of the city's public school students are learning online. Tonight, there's another sign of life returning to normal. The nation's largest school district with more than a million students will end remote learning beginning this fall. Every single child will be back in the classroom. As districts nationwide return to in-person learning, more parents can get back to work, helping the economy recover. This is gonna be crucial for families. So many parents are relieved, I know, and it's also gonna help us move this whole city forward. The news comes as nearly half of the country's adults are now fully vaccinated, and the number of COVID cases in children fell for a second straight week. A small study has found that most children who suffer from Miss C, a rare post-COVID syndrome where different body parts become inflamed, recover after about six months. But the CDC is investigating several dozen reports of inflammation of the lining of the heart in teenagers who received either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. Fortunately, they seem to be rare cases. Right now, we do not know if it's related to the vaccine. It's potentially possible. Is it something parents should be concerned about? Well, I mean, something that needs to be followed, I would still move ahead with vaccinating. And tonight, vaccine clinical trials continue for children under 12. Andell, three, and eight-month-old Soren Good were given one-tenth of an adult dose. Yeah, we'll take the vaccine any day over the potential downsides of COVID. As new vaccination records are set, so are new travel records. With Memorial Day just a week away, planes are nearly 90% full again, Nora. Wow, Molalengi, thank you. Tonight, new reports about previously undisclosed U.S. intelligence are adding ammunition to the theory that the coronavirus may have escaped from a laboratory in China, not from a market that sells live animals. CBS's Weijia Jiang reports the Biden administration wants answers. Tonight, the White House is urging China to release more information as part of an international investigation amid reports that three researchers at the Wuhan lab sought hospital treatment after getting sick in November 2019, a month before China reported the first cases of the coronavirus. We don't have enough data and information to jump to a conclusion at this point in time. 
The State Department under the Trump administration reported those researchers fell ill with COVID-19-like symptoms. And Trump officials repeatedly said the virus may have accidentally escaped from the lab. CBS News has learned that some inside the government now are coming around to that view after getting classified briefings. When does it just seem that there's too many things suggesting that this could have come out of a lab? Um, and right now, you know, there's more and more circumstantial evidence. Dr. Anthony Fauci said it is highly likely that the virus originated in nature and spread after an animal host transmitted it to a human. But he acknowledged a leak from the lab was not impossible. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China until we find out to the best of our ability exactly what happened. But China denies any Wuhan lab workers were hospitalized in the fall of 2019. Tonight, the White House is urging the World Health Organization to launch an independent investigation into the origins of the virus and calling out China for so far failing to provide enough data and information. Nora? Weijia Jiang at the White House, thank you. And tonight, the family of a six-year-old boy killed in an apparent road rage shooting in Southern California is offering a $50,000 reward for information leading to the killer's arrest. We get more now from CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. Day four of an intense manhunt and still no arrests in the senseless killing of six-year-old Aiden Leos. They took my son's life away. He was beautiful and he was kind and he was precious. Aiden's mother, Joanna Clunan, says she was driving her son to kindergarten Friday morning along this Southern California freeway when a white sedan, possibly a Volkswagen, cut her off. She says she proceeded into the exit lane, and that's when someone in the sedan shot at her car. The bullet went through the trunk and hit Aiden in the stomach while he sat in his booster in the back seat. He said, Mommy, my, my tummy hurts. So she went and she picked him up and he was bleeding on her. She had blood on her clothes and then the, he started turning blue. And that was the last time that my mom saw him alive. Aiden's mom says a female driver and a male passenger were involved in this deadly case of road rage. I want to find them and I want there to be justice to be served for my son. Tonight, police say they're tracking down several leads. Aiden had just turned six, and there are birthday balloons here at his growing memorial. Nora. Oh, Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. As America reopens, we have seen an explosion in violence, more than 200 mass shootings this year alone. This past weekend, at least 75 people were injured in 13 mass shootings in 10 states. CBS's Jeff Pegay is now on what's driving these numbers. Witnesses say there was nowhere to run when someone started firing at a New Jersey barbecue. This was something set up like they, they almost like they trapped them in that yard. When the firing stopped, at least two people had been killed and a dozen more injured. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. If there is one thing we can never normalize, it is senseless gun violence. In Chicago, at least 47 people were shot, nine dead since Friday. Among them, a 23-year-old woman and an 18-year-old man who were gunned down after a fight inside this convenience store spilled into the parking lot. There were at least 13 mass shootings in cities over the weekend. Many of the victims are children. 
In Charleston, South Carolina, 14-year-old was killed and 13 others injured. Shootings are up across the country. New York City is up 56% this year. Philadelphia is up 34%, Los Angeles 73%. Every year as we come out of the winter season into the, the summer season, uh, we have an increase in, in violence in, uh, in many areas in the country. And uh, add to that the pandemic. In Minneapolis, Charlie Johnson was killed in the crossfire when two men pulled guns on each other. Charlie B. Johnson. The mechanical engineering student died just hours before his college graduation. With a heavy heart, his sister accepted the diploma on his behalf. So far this year, 7,500 people have died in the U.S. because of gun violence. That is a 23% increase over the same period last year, a 40% increase over 2019. Nora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. Well, tonight, the U.S. is demanding that Belarus release an exiled activist and journalist. And the European Union is hitting Belarus with new sanctions. That country's military staged a bomb threat Sunday to force a jetliner to land so that it could arrest that activist. CBS's Charlie Daggett is following late developments. Dissident Roman Protasevich was paraded on pro-government TV, confessing to organizing mass riots. He was on a Ryanair commercial flight from Athens bound for Lithuania, but just two minutes before it entered Lithuanian airspace, a Belarusian fighter jet appeared, diverting the plane and its 126 passengers, including several Americans, to land in Minsk. Authorities claimed it was a bomb threat, but it was a staged con. The hunt was clearly for Protasevich himself. A fellow passenger said Protasevich knew he was in grave danger. Super scared. I saw, I looked at him directly into his eyes and it was very sad. He was seen reportedly deleting information from his phone and computer when he realized the plane was being forced to land in Minsk, saying, I know the death penalty awaits me. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki condemned the forced diversion. It constitutes a brazen affront to international peace and security by the regime. Protasevich has been in exile since 2019 after organizing demonstrations against President Alexander Lukashenko, a crime that carries anything from 12 years in jail to the death penalty. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, London. And tonight, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is on his way to the Middle East, hoping to shore up the fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, now in its fourth day. Part of that process will include delivering aid to rebuild Gaza after the Israeli airstrikes. And CBS's Holly Williams is there. This is a whole roof just came down. Hayem Abu Amsha's ruined house is collateral damage. She's rebuilt it once before, after the last conflict with Israel in 2014. Now an Israeli airstrike on a nearby building has destroyed it again. I thought my children and grandchildren had been killed, she said. Thank God we're still alive. Israel says it was targeting militants with its airstrikes on the impoverished Gaza Strip. But the strikes also shattered livelihoods and infrastructure. Nearly half a million now don't have clean running water. Yet Hamas celebrated the ceasefire with a victory parade. They govern the Gaza Strip and are labelled by the US as a terrorist organisation. More than 4,000 rockets were fired from Gaza at Israeli towns and cities. 
And today in Jerusalem, the city that sparked the recent conflict, a Palestinian man stabbed two people, including a soldier, before being shot dead. Hamas's head of foreign relations told us if Israel doesn't change its treatment of the Palestinians, the fragile ceasefire will collapse. Maybe one month, two months, two years, five years, but it will erupt again and we will have another round of escalation. Secretary Blinken's visit will include stops in Jerusalem and the West Bank as the U.S. attempts to make the ceasefire stick. Nora. Holly Williams, thank you. Back in this country, home prices are shattering records, especially in smaller cities. Buyers can barely afford to blink or risk losing the house they want. CBS's Carter Evans on what's causing the run on homes. I wanted a bigger kitchen. Jennifer Steinzer and Garrett Farber wanted their first house to have a backyard for a dog and no stairs. We got a three-story, no, no backyard, and a cat. <laughs> for $295,000, they were outbid on 10 other homes in Las Vegas. Would you say this is your dream home? No. No, not at all. Desperate buyers, record low interest rates, along with low inventory and cash-rich investors are driving prices up, nationally 19% higher, but cities like Kingston, New York are up 35%, Boise up 33%, and Las Vegas up 15%. This 1,300-square-foot, one-bathroom home in Tiburon, California went for more than $2 million, 58% over the asking price. If you're putting asking price offers, you're, you're automatically a loser. Mike McGrath's clients paid $45,000 above list price for this home in Henderson, Nevada. They barely got the house. Barely. So if you'd waited another day, gone. Would you look at this? Buyers face Black Friday-sized lines at open houses. I can't keep doing this. After getting outbid on 20 homes in Bozeman, Montana, Sean Hawksford pleaded for someone to sell him a home. This guy happened to see me, and he happened to have a house for sale. People shouldn't have to literally beg for someone to sell them a house. Back in Vegas, Jennifer Steinzer never wanted a third-floor kitchen. I'll load it with our groceries, and he'll just pull it up with the strings. Why were you willing to make so many sacrifices? Just to get our you know, foot into a house and have a roof over our head. Now, being able to work from home is also driving people away from big cities. This particular house behind me just hit the market a couple of days ago for $800,000. It's already had 123 showings, and Nora, it will probably sell for close to a million. All right, Carter Evans, thank you. We're following some breaking news from Nevada. A military jet crashed in a neighborhood just south of Nellis Air Force Base this afternoon. The plane caught fire and burned. Our CBS Las Vegas affiliate reports the pilot was killed. It's not clear if anyone on the ground was also hurt. All right, tonight aftershocks are still being felt after a devastating volcanic eruption in the Democratic Republic of Congo. It came with little warning over the weekend, turning the night sky red over the city of Goma. Daylight revealed the damage entire neighborhoods buried under lava. The death toll has risen to at least 32,000, just rather to 32, thousands have fled the area. Mark Twain famously said, age is an issue of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. Something to bear in mind as we applaud the athletes who keep turning back the clock. Here's CBS's Jamie Ukis. Phil defeats Father Time. As Phil Mickelson, at the age of 50, was about to become the oldest golfer to win a major, 
golfing's usually quiet fans erupted. Another age-defying first. Simone Biles performing one of the most dangerous moves in gymnastics, the Yurchenko double pike vault at the ripe old age of 24. I'm a grandma in this sport. Biles acrobatics earned a shout out from the LA Lakers LeBron James. James at 36 sunk this three-pointer to beat the Warriors in the NBA playoffs. Aging athletes breaking records. At 43, Tom Brady became the oldest quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Next week, 39-year-old tennis great Serena Williams goes for a record-tying 24 Grand Slam wins. It's an inspiring message for everyone that age shouldn't stop us from doing great things. It's neat that we're kind of breaking the boundaries and the barriers, especially being so old now. There's no reason why I or anybody else can't do it at a later age. It just takes a little bit more work. Jamie Yukis, CBS News, Los Angeles. And I'm willing to do the work. <laughs> Congratulations to them. This Memorial Day, CBS's Steve Hartman and all of us at the CBS Evening News want you to participate in our second Taps Across America, honoring those who made the ultimate sacrifice. Go to cbsnews.com taps to learn more. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.